I'm going to let you sit down a minute, and I'm going to teach. Uh, I, I, uh, I was going to, in, in fact, I'm going to alternate um, on Wednesdays in, uh, in teaching concerning uh, spiritual things uh, in as much as I've been talking about spiritual warfare and so forth. Uh, but I was going to do it this tonight, and God spoke to me, and he said that there are still some hearts that are not prepared, and I need to alternate. And um, I got directed, I got to looking where I left off in Proverbs, and I left off in the 18th chapter. And one of the first scriptures that I memorized when I got in church was, Through desire a man <coughs> separated himself, seeketh intermeddleth with all wisdom. And that is the verse I'm going to use. Plus, I'm going to couple that verse with uh, the second verse. So let, let's look at two of them. Through desire a man, having separated himself, seeketh and intermeddleth with all wisdom. It should be coming up in the Amplified behind me. A fool hath no delight in understanding, but that his heart may discover itself. Now I want you to look at this again. Uh, let's look at it, both of them in here. He who willfully separates and estranges himself from God and man seeks his own desire and pretext to break out against all wise and sound, sound judgment. Look at verse 2. A self-confident fool has no delight in understanding, but only in revealing his personal opinions and himself. Okay? Uh, and so in order to be the kind of spiritual, and I believe this church is really headed for a not just a one or two or three or four person group of, uh, with, with, with a spiritual ministry, but a church that is all spiritual ministry. Okay, I, I, really, I really have felt that for years. That's what God wanted. And it's the first time in a long time that I felt that we really were arriving. And I realize that we are doing that. We will be fought but we need to have some understanding. It's one thing to set up here and tell you about it, but it's something else to have your heart prepared to receive that which you're being instructed. You have to have your heart prepared. And I also know that, that our young people are back in school. Back in school, we, have, we are living in the time of seducing spirits. The age that we are living in now is a seducing spirit age. Uh, let me give you a point, a point in fact. You are living in a time uh, when uh, a girl's who through the summer she wears her skirt at the right length below her knees. But as she goes to, to school, the seducing spirits begin to cause it to creep up further and further and further. And then it also causes it to get tighter and tighter and tighter around the posterior, which I have been noticing some posterior tightness and some skirts being too short. That's a seducing spirit. Before long, you'll be wearing a miniskirt. No one wants to, and if, if everybody's going to be, if you're going to be offended about what I'm saying tonight, you might as well, uh, I, you're, you're welcome to go out and sit on that, okay? But, uh, but you know, I, I don't want, I don't want boys coming to this church to see your crotch. Okay? Now, let's go to another thing. I, I'm getting, we're talking about wisdom right now. I'll, I'll come back to it. We're talking about wisdom, right? Through desire, man having separated himself. You've got to separate yourself in order to be able to get wisdom. When I was a kid, there was this, you know, when you're a kid, you do, you know, when you have a car, you do the vroom, vroom stuff. I used to do a lot of vrooming. Vroom, vroom. Now, also, I love Superman. So I had me a cape, put on the cape, and I couldn't really fly even though I tried. And... Uh, so I'd have, to, I'd have to jump off places like this. And I can't jump because my foot's bad, okay? So I can't, I'd love to jump. And I'd make this whoosh sound, you know? 
So I decided that I would do both and I would go vush. And I've heard there's been a problem with that word. Now here I am as a kid thinking vush is okay. Now all of a sudden someone's decided that vush is a bad word. You see, now I just said it ignorantly that, you know, vush. Now, <clears throat> for those of you, you poor young people that have said this word and you've been criticized over it, this is what I'm, I've got to say to you. I'll come back to it in a minute, but I want to say this to you. If your mom and dad say, golly, gosh, and I hate to even say this one, but I'm going to fricking, okay? I can tell you what all these words mean. And they're a whole lot worse than a bush. You got that? Now, on the other side of it, if I'm offended by Bush, I wouldn't have anyone, I want anybody to say it. Personally, I'm not offended by it, but if it's a bad something, you know, don't let your good be evilly spoken of. And also, the Bible does say this. This is, what, this is how Robertson judges it. If it's an idle word, that means it has no value, then I don't do it. Okay? So, parents, don't judge junior and juniorette if you're saying, golly, gosh, and that other thing. Are we quiet? All right. Now, I don't want to hear another word about any vushing. Hear it? And I want to hear it from you. don't want to hear it from them. And if I hear anybody say, gosh, or golly, or oh, my gosh, that sounds to me like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. Ooh, we just don't like it when you do. Let's get in here, honey. Through desire, a man, having separated himself, seeketh and intermeddleth with all wisdom. The wisdom. What wisdom are we talking about? We're talking about wisdom that cometh from above. James 3.17. Wisdom that cometh from above. Wisdom is only acquired through dedicated effort. You only get it through effort. And, and, and a few men have the desire to make the effort to pursue and acquire it. I, let, let me tell you, you know, I made a lot of statements just a few moments ago about words that we use. Uh, it comes down to this, and let, let me give you this. A wise person, whether a person is in the world, even when I was in the world, I could not stand someone that cussed every other breath because I always thought their mentality was really low. And so if you can't find the proper word you see, then buy you a Webster's Dictionary, not an urban one. Okay? Buy you a Webster's Dictionary and get the... In fact, I've got a book back there. It's, it's, it's words for intelligent people to use. I mean, i got some really good ones in there. I can't even pronounce them, but I like having to read it and crazily talk to myself and think I'm intelligent. So, you know, it's, it's, it's so, so buy something and, and try to find it because an intelligent person, a wise person, tries to do better, always tries to better themselves. And don't let anybody tell you that you're some kind of low life and that you can't be a wise person. You don't have to, I, I, you know, I, I'm all for you getting an education, getting a good job. But I'm saying this, you don't have to be overly educated to be a wise person. You don't have to be. You know, most men live and they breathe and they die ignorantly or in foolishness. Uh, and, and some people get offered wisdom, very, very plainly offered wisdom. So, so, and their lives and those of their children, you know, they, 
they they bear the pain of an individual who does not accept wisdom. They bear the pain of that. And the next verse, and I just read to you, a fool hath no delight in understanding, but that his heart may discover itself. That next verse confirms this distinction among men. For fools have no delight in learning, and they're totally occupied with their own thoughts and fantasies. Be careful with fantasies. It's one thing to fantasize about having a cape and jumping off and flying. I did that when I was younger. I was about 25, 26 when I quit. Okay? There's something else. There's something else to believe that you really can. You know, be careful with that. You know, would the author or, and writer of this proverb commend your desire and efforts for acquiring wisdom? How many, how many really try to acquire wisdom? Uh, would God and Solomon praise your pursuit of learning? You don't do that by demeaning or being disrespectful. Whether you're an adult or whether you're a young person, it doesn't matter. When you're a disrespectful person, that, that lowers the way people see you. You're not a wise person. There are people out there that regardless of how stupid they may act, if they're older, if they have a position, you can learn something from those people. You can glean wisdom from someone if you try to glean wisdom. That means sometimes it's just a whole lot better to keep your mouth shut rather than talking all the time. To listen, to listen. I was talking to someone before service. I won't mention who it was, but, uh, you know, he talked about getting around the correct people and the right people and how it seems like recently his life has changed by just listening to the conversation of two men and how it's helped him. Sometimes it's good just to listen. We're talking about this mentoring program, and on the 21st, I'm going, to, I'm going to be teaching on mentoring here on a Wednesday night. I want to be sure all of our cell groups are here because our cell groups are going to be in the forefront of soul winning here. Just real, this year, this coming year, they're going to be in the forefront of soul winning. And we've we got, we got to help them and encourage them and pray for them and, and see to it that it happens. But, you know, we, we've got to understand that it takes people with some wisdom and understanding and, and, and trying to learn what we need to do and how we need to be and how we need to act. You know, don't be, uh, you know, all of us jest to a certain degree. I realize that. So all of us have a good time. But let's be wise. Let's be wise in how we act and what we do. And this is what he's saying here. When a man desires wisdom... He has to make sacrifices. That's just a fact. You're going to have to avoid. If you want to be a wise person, you avoid distractions that take time and misdirect your soul. That person who wants wisdom will separate from friends and pleasures that do not serve the greater goal. He's going to reject the popular ambitions. His life may be a lonely life, and hopefully in a church of sincere saints, we'll find a few choosing that same course. That's what you want. You want one person who chooses to be wise who can buddy up with another person who chooses to be wise. Look with me, if you would, Luke 8.14. 8.14, I believe that's the one I gave you. Move. Well, whoever's on my Wednesday, there you go. Very good. And as for what fell among the thorns, these are the people who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked and suffocated. Look at this. With anxieties and cares and riches. Look at that. Even riches can suffocate you. And the pleasures of life and their fruit does not ripen, come to maturity and perfection. I want what I am to come to maturity and perfection. I want to. That's what my desire has been for this last 25 years, is to come to a maturity, to a perfection. The older I get, the more I realize what is important and what is not important. 
Oh, if I could somehow, and I'm not sure it's eight, you're able to really to communicate that to people. But to see a person's life turn around, see a person uh, make some of the statements that I've recently heard people make, and it makes you know that you have been beneficial. And if I can be beneficial to one person, and that person can be beneficial to someone else, and someone can be saved as a result of what you do, then what greater glory can you receive? Like the man of God, he must limit obligations in his life. 2 Timothy 2.4. 2 Timothy 2 verse 4. Very good, nice and fast. No soldier when in service gets entangled in the enterprises of civilian life. Look at this. His aim is to satisfy and please the one who enlisted him. So you can't get over... Our world is full of over-obligation. And we tend to do that in the church. We, we really tend to do that. I need help. I need people doing things. We try to get things going and running, and, and, and I believe there's a right way. Sometimes you have to, to try new things and discard old things. I mean, that's just the way of life. That's just the way things happen. You want to be, you want to be as efficient as you possibly can. You, and I'm sorry to say this, but uh, even in the church, the resources you have in the church, you want to be beneficial. I want to reach our county. You know, I, I want to reach the world, but at first it takes reaching Owen County, you know. Sometimes, oh, I want to reach the world, and you forget where you're living. How can I reach anybody anywhere else if we can't reach them here? And, you know, we want to reach this county. We want to, we want to move forward. We want to use the resources that we have in the proper way. And so, so, you know, so what happens? We, we have to limit obligations. And, and for this pursuit, we'll, you know, what we're pursuing, wisdom, will weary uh, our already wearied flesh. When you begin to look and seek for it, you, you can worry yourself even that, more, that much more. And the, and the ignorant ravings of the world are an influence that, that the person seeking wisdom must avoid. Look at 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 18. 2 Corinthians 6, again, moving fast. Who is that up there? You're my man. Got that? I want you up there every Wednesday moving that fast. And if you mess up one time, I'll fire you. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Do not make mismated alliances with them or come under a different yoke with them, inconsistent with your faith. Look at that. Inconsistent with your faith. For what partnership have right living and right standing with God with iniquity and lawlessness? Or how can light have fellowship with darkness? What harmony can there be between Christ and Belial, the devil? Or what has a believer in common with an unbeliever? The only thing that we have in common is to make an unbeliever into a believer. That is what we have in common. Not everything that saith Lord, Lord is a believer. If you, anything that the female constituency of this particular congregation could ever learn would be that every male is not necessarily in there for the right reason. Now, I'm not even going on the, the female end of things because I know how men think. All of a sudden, you got, you got, you know, one of the girls who come in and there's some stray dog of a man, excuse me, following them in. You know, and she acts all prim and proper sitting there, and he's sitting in the back. Eyeball. I'm sitting up here. I know what's going on. Eyeballing her the entire time. He doesn't raise his hand one time, doesn't say one hallelujah. All he's doing is looking at you. 
If he comes down, gets a Holy Ghost, gets baptized in Jesus' name, and I have a heart-to-heart talk with him and I believe he's okay and he can go through the gauntlet that I have arranged for him, then we'll discuss it. That's preaching. And I don't care how old you are. You know, I, there's too much of that stuff. And, then they, and, you, and the ladies get messed up with these guys. Remember, not everything that says they're a stud is really a stud. Most of them are a dud. That's good preaching again. Thank you, Lord. You have to admit that it's a truth anyway. A person that's seeking wisdom will learn that when alone he has the sweetest moments of fellowship. This is the one thing I've always loved about this scripture personally. And I'm going to look at it again. Through desire, man, having separated himself, seeketh and intermeddleth with all wisdom. You know, look, you, the, the alone time that you have with God are the, are the greatest moments that you're ever going to have. Uh, I, you know, he knows, the person seeking wisdom, he knows that examining his soul and pondering the path of his feet requires separation from all the noise and the activity of others. I learned a long time ago that it was not around a lot of people that I'm going to find God. Now, I know it takes people to pray me, help me pray through to the Holy Ghost. I know it takes a congregation to keep me in right relationship and fellowship with one another. I know that. But it takes a long time as well. I do not get my revelation around a lot of people talking all the time. If I can help you and I can help my brother individually, whatever it may be, if I'm going to help them, I have to have alone time. We need our fellowship. We love one another. We like fellowshipping one another. We go out to eat together. We do all that. But also too much time spent together causes a lot of problems when you run out of things to say. Then you begin to backbite, tailbear, run down one another, and say, Brother Robertson picked on me Wednesday night when he said that I can't say golly gosh anymore. He picked on me when he said that the kids shouldn't say voosh. I know what voosh is. I also know you put a D in front of that, it sounds just as nasty. If you haven't figured that out yet, then some of you are wrong. You know, some problems here. What gets me about this whole thing is that we pick on something like that and we let a whole neighborhood go to hell. You know what I am. I've been the same way yesterday, today, and forever. And I'll always be the same way. One thing I hate, I hate for people to walk around and pussyfoot around a a situation instead of hitting it head on. I can't stand that. Let's get junk out of the way because the devil would love to stop us when we are doing too good a work. Yep. In fact, uh, our our next theme for this next year, we've decided we're going to have revival at sunset. We've anticipated the sunset. Now we're going to have the revival at sunset. Because that's what I feel like is going to happen at this thing. And we are reaching it quickly.
If two years from now we get the same person in the White House that's there now, we're entered into the tribulation. I guarantee it. I'm wrong about the whole thing. Rapture is going to have to take place later. Now we are, maybe we're in the last parts of it right now. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> now, look at some of this. A person knows this. He, he, he knows that he has to require separation from all the noise and the activity of others. Listen to this. God chose the dark night for Abraham, Genesis 15 and 5. He chose the back of the desert for Moses in Exodus 3 and 1. He chose the plain for Ezekiel in Ezekiel 3.22. The wilderness for John in Luke 1.80. And Arabia for Paul in Galatians 1.17. And our blessed Lord rose exceedingly early to meet alone with his father, Mark 1.35. Or he would spend the night alone with him in Luke 6.12. Now this is the time that Jesus, this is how Jesus kept himself, God in the flesh, kept himself in his right relationship. He had to spend time alone. Abraham had to be alone. Moses had to be alone. Ezekiel had to be alone. John had to be alone. If you want to find out what's important, be alone to where you can hear the voice of God. Then when you spend time with your, your brothers and your sisters, you're going to be able to understand what's right and what's wrong. And you'll have, you'll have such a humility about you, you'll be able to guide and not judge. But today, we have great ease of travel. We have telephones, email, cell phones, iPhones. My iPhone, I get now, I get one email six times. I go through mine and, and got one email on there six times. I'm going to give it to Eldar and tell him to fix it. That's it. Got it. I, I, of course, some of it's when I'm making our schedule. By the way, preachers are scheduled out, out there. And, and you know, and I, I, I made a schedule out. It was about five or six. I'm at 26 emails. Uh, don't know. And you see, what happens, you go alone, you take those devices with you, they drive you insane. How can you talk to God when you're reading emails? How can you talk to God when you're texting? Do you know now that they have diagnosed a disease where people text in, in their sleep i'm serious they've really got this and i'm not talking about i'm talking about really texting this one woman they said i don't know what i said texting in her sleep getting up like a sleepwalker and texting you can't tell me those things are not the devil just like facebook yeah though i will have to admit i like texting because it keeps me off the phone but you know all this. We have this, our homes, our offices, our cars. We're cursed with a curse when it comes to it. So it's hard to get away. Solitude has become a much greater difficulty uh, and, and not understood by a lot of people. Solitude's a good thing. You know, the hours. You think about the hours that farmers used to spend just out there in the field. Some of them with a horse, with an ox. Some of them on a tractor. You know, and, 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 and all that time they had a time that, that, they, that they were with God. Why is it? You stop and think about it. I remember, and you've heard me talk about many times about my great aunt talking about all the great moves of God that they had. Well, a lot of them, they left the farm. They spent all day, work. they worked themselves to death, but they worked alone. They worked alone. All day they had their mind on God. All day. They didn't have a telephone to bother them. They didn't have a cell phone. They didn't have anybody to bother them. The only fellowship they got was when they went to church. And they all went to church being with God all day long. 
It was real easy to have revival under that kind of influence. Real easy. All right, moving right along, and I'm not moving along very good, but from 18.1 to 18.2, again, a fool hath no delight in understanding, but that his heart may discover it. <coughs> Excuse me. Wisdom and truth are, are not important to a foolish person. This foolish person is more interested in his own thoughts, and when understanding and his opinions collide, he always follows his heart. Now, you think about this. I, I get so... If you come up to me and say, my heart tells me it's right, I'm going to say your heart is wrong, and it is evil. That's Scripture. You know, a person like this, he loves his own thoughts and his desires, and he wants to, wants to tell and promote them as widely as possible. It's all about what I know. I'm the one that invented this or invented that. In fact, I, I Al, invented the Internet. Some of you don't know that. You don't remember it. Oh, Al Gore invented the Internet. He said it. Al Gore invented a bunch of knuckleheads, too. They're all out there trying to save. They've got electric cars while he travels all by himself on a jet. Promote the green. The only green he's promoting is what he puts in his pocket. I, but I tell you what, I'm on it tonight. <laughs> Let's look at the basic error of, uh, excuse me, the basic error of a foolish person. He values his opinions and his preferences more than truth. He is in love with himself and obsessively so. And he is always seeking an audience to share his thoughts. This folly is widely promoted today in the perilous times of the last days when men love their own selves and reject sound doctrine upon us. Look at 2 Timothy. I think I gave you 4, 2 and 4. Is that correct? Okay. Oh, that he is so... Look at that. Harold and preach the word. Keep your sense of urgency. Stand by, be at hand and ready. Whether the opportunity seems to be favorable or unfavorable. Whether it is convenient or inconvenient. Whether it is welcome or unwelcome. You as a preacher of the word are to show people in what way their lives are wrong. Boy, look at that. And you know, you take that out in most denominal churches and they would rebuke that. And convince them, rebuking and correcting, warning and urging and encouraging them, being unflagging and inexhaustible in patience and teaching. That tells it all. But all men are subject to this disease, opinionated. And the conflict between wisdom and the heart is a crux between the wise man and the fool. Truth and lies, life and death. A fool does not want to listen. He wants to talk. He does not want instruction. He wants expression. He does not want to learn. He wants to teach. And his depraved heart will turn him away from wisdom to take him down the path to hell. Vainly talking about his ideas all the way to hell. Oh, do I, do, do I say this? I, 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 this? This has been a hobby horse with me. I, I'm, just, I'm getting worse instead of better. I keep thinking I'll get better. I cannot stand a person who cannot commit to anything. If you're going to listen to me, if you're a, 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 you know the truth. I started to say UPC preacher, but there's more out there than just UPC preachers that know the truth. But we'll just use it because I don't know anything else. If you're a UPC preacher and you know the truth, the doctrine, then you either make up your mind to stay or go out there with those cruise medics and stay there. But don't come back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. 
A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. I can't stand that. You know, it's all about what you want, whatever fits you. To per- per- I, I, you know, it's whatever I'm around. If I'm around him, that's the way I'm going to be. If I'm around Bob, I'm going to be this way. Tony, I'm going to be this way. Why can't you stand on truth on your own? Regardless, can't you stand on truth? I don't need anybody to influence me. God influenced me a long time ago. Oh, I could even go further, but I'm not. I'll get up. I want to finish this second verse, and I don't have time to finish anymore. I, I want, I want McCormick's Creek Church to get so settled and unified in what we know and we believe, and what we know and what we believe that we can all speak the same thing, think the same. Oh, I'm sorry, you're saying I'm not trying to be a communist. Okay, I'm saying that we are so in tune with this book, we're so in tune with God and His Word, that we're doing the right thing with the right spirit at the right time all the time. You know, look at He says, A fool hath no delight in understanding. Delight is having great joy or pleasure in something. A fool does not have great joy or pleasure in understanding, which is obtaining wisdom, truth, and knowledge. He has no heart for it. He rather despises and scorns it. His great delight is in telling others about his thoughts and opinions, which he believes should receive all kinds of flattering praise. We don't need that. We need people teaching the Word of God. We need people operating in the Spirit. We don't need to be flattered. We don't need for people to say how great we are. We need for God to say well done my good and faithful servant at the right time but that's all that's really important now let's look at the contrast here contrast the wise man who delights in the law of the Lord more than anything else and you can see that in Psalm 1 and 2 19 and 10 40 and 8 119 16 through 24 35 47 70 77 and 174 he wants to be corrected he wants to be rebuked he wants to be taught you can look at that in 1599 in Psalm 141 and 5 he fears his own heart Psalm 19 and 12 51 and 10 119 36 I think I gave you enough scripture for you to understand that a wise man delights in the law of the Lord. And in that, he does meditate both day and night. All right, he goes on. A fool has no delight in understanding, but his heart may discover. To discover something is to expose it, to disclose, to reveal, or show it. A fool takes great joy and pleasure in exposing and disclosing and revealing and showing what is in his own heart. Telling his thoughts, his opinions is his great delight, and he will gladly spend his whole life doing it. He finds no joy or pleasure in learning wisdom or getting understanding. He is most content with his own thoughts, and he thinks the rest of the world should listen to him. Now you think about this. I've been pretty blunt here, so I'm going to get blunt again. Imagine with me. A human soul enters life without even the understanding to keep from filling his diaper. Huh? He wallows around in his own excrement. I said that correctly, didn't I? Yet he quickly, and if you don't believe me, you look at some of these six or seven-year-olds. He quickly finds great delight in boldly telling his opinions. Now you think about it. The little dude just a few years ago was filling his diaper. Now he's got an opinion about everything. 
That's the depravity of the human heart. That's exactly what that is. And these opinions are exalted today. Children are interviewed. You think about children interviewed at college and universities for their thoughts of children. What are you going to thought on this? You know, he pulls a sucker out of his mouth. Well, I can tell you all. Uh (laughs) And it even gets worse. You know, you got actors and athletes who are solicited for their opinions and their political and moral matters. Think about that. Polls are taken to promote the most popular opinion of the human heart on many subjects. You know, just to be real honest with you, this is insanity. It is. It's insane. Historians, philosophers, educators, sociologists tell us that (coughs) we are the world's most enlightened generation. Yet the lunacy and the madness of the heart worship is promoted on every side. Mankind has truly sunk into a moral hell ahead of their eternal appointment. We have. We have, folks. Now, now these profane and vain babblings are now considered to be noble and acceptable statements. Listen to this statement. I just had to be true to my heart. I wasn't being honest with myself. My heart told me he was the one. It felt so good. It just had to be right. My heart just wasn't in it anymore. Follow your heart, young man. I just knew in my heart it was the truth. Consider those statements. Consider those statements in light of our proverb. All these sentences are the insane drivel and twaddle of a spoiled people obsessed with loving themselves. And they do this without regard of truth or right. Humanity has gone to hell willingly and arrogantly. They really have. Our depraved educators have turned things upside down. And again, I know I make this statement a lot in my life. She said, you're telling everybody it's good to go to school, but please keep school in the right perspective. You get educated at school, you do not get wisdom at school. Because they'll tell you this is truth. This is, you know, because that's just the way of a human heart. You've got a professor up there and he's going he's gonna, to, you know, I, I could easily use this as a podium for my own thoughts. That's the reason I use a lot of scripture. Because I'm not going to sit up here and give you my opinions. And I do, you know they're my opinions. And then, you know, I, but it's this that matters. It's this that matters. It's not just my opinion. And you look at some of them, what they're saying. This is writer. I want, I want to teach you something today. Uh, you know, they may ask, well, John, what do you think? Or they may ask Barbie, what do you think? You know, Barbie and LeJohn, they don't, have a cl- they don't have a clue, but they'll give you their opinion. You know, I have classroom discussions, which I like discussions. I believe they're right. But, you know, somewhere along the line, someone has to direct those discussions in the right way. It's not just a matter of you believing something is completely insane and not being directed to truth you know a typical little girl at college is overheard saying i just adore dr freud he thinks just like i do on this subject (laughs) you know it's the what you adore is what i think if you think so like i do on a subject then i adore him Uh, you know that's what do we have, you know, what, what do we have from this sharing of ideas? You know, think about this. Now think about it. When we share ideas, this is when we get messed up. Watch this. Spotted owls are more important than unborn children. Sodomy is an acceptable lifestyle. Saving a tree in Venezuela is more important than saving a marriage. Children have rights, but landlords don't. Hate is wrong unless it's against Bible believers. 
Rap music and pornography are art. Islam is a peace-loving religion. Children can make their own choices, even to divorce parents and get ready. The greatest love of all is loving of yourself. This is not education. You hear me? This is not instruction or training. This is, this is feeding high-growth fertilizer to the most dangerous weed in the universe, the human heart. Isn't anyone going to say something? You know, the emperor has no clothes. He's stark naked and he's ugly. It's that simple. But we just keep going. Why? Because it's, it's politically correct. Whatever's politically correct. Whatever doesn't upset somebody in a high place. It's just that simple. You know, I, I was talking to my son, and, and you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not making any political statement. I'm not going to say that. But it was, it was kind of sad. Um, I believe it's uh, that's tomorrow. I was, I was listening to talk radio over, over the weekend, and they wanted to move the meeting. You know, they were going to televise the meeting between Congress and the president, but they, they were having a big football game. On Thursday, and they didn't want to televise that, and the, the the ball game was more important. I mean, granted, I can understand to a degree, okay, but when our our society is so caught up in a ball game over the fact that he's having a meeting on trying to create jobs, that's what it was all about. But yet, the ball game's more important. There's something wrong. There is something wrong with that. And it's all, about, it's all about us having a good time. It's all about getting our mind off. Instead of trying to face a problem and fix a problem, you know, we try, to, we try to go around the problem. We try to get our mind off the problem. Moral absolutes are gone. Truth has vanished. Situational ethics and personal preference rule. Do whatever you want. Just be honest with your own heart. God save us from that. I get sick of it. It would be far more intelligent to worship the moon. For the lunar idolater is at least looking for something higher than himself and the rest of this, this race. Wise men want absolute truth from the highest authority. And God gave us such in his scripture. So what a privilege to hear preaching of sound doctrine from the Bible. You know, what a privilege it is to have that. That is the true privilege. The true privilege. Oh, I want to move on, but do I have time? It's 8.30, and I, try, I know some of you get up early, and I, do, I, do want, I want to be good. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll start this next week. Uh, I, I want to finish this one, and I'll come back. But I, Folks, listen to me. I, I really strongly feel, and I have come back and, and and touched on this many times, if we don't learn how to live, if we don't learn some, some morality here, if we don't come back to some basics, there is no sense in teaching us about war, spiritual warfare. There's no sense in understanding gifts of the Spirit. There's no sense in understanding this. When we focus so much on this, we leave how to live out. You can come up to me, you can, and I'm just using you because you're in front of me, you know that. You can walk up to me and give me a prophecy, and if you're out there doing and saying whatever you want to say, living however you want to live, you walk around out there with your muscle shirt on and your shorts and your bony knees shining, I'm not going to listen to you. I'm not. I'm not going to listen to you. 
Because I just simply, I can't accept that. You come up, I got a word of God from you, pull a cigar out of your mouth. Take a drink of, what are they making now, Heineken? You know what? I've seen that. We used to, it used to be, this is 100 years ago, uh, <clears throat> when Brother um, Benninghoff was having a radio program. It was, I won't say his name. The, the, it was a denominal church was on after him. And they used to, at that time, they had to go to the studio. And, and he told this. He told this to me and my dad one time. He said that, he said, he said, I go on and do mine, and he said, I go out there, and this denominal guy would be out there smoking a cigarette. <laughs> and he said, he'd be going on next. And, you know, and, he'd tell, and he said, he took all his time to rip me apart. And there's just something wrong there. So you're being judgmental. No, I'm not. This is a, a tabernacle. Okay? And for me to destroy this tabernacle in any way, this is something God inhabits. And for me to go on and try to make myself to be something that I'm not when I'm doing everything against the Word of God, you know, I, I'm not judging. The Bible is judging. And if I judge, then I'm judging right judgment because I'm going to be measured by whatever I do and whatever I say according to the Scripture. In other words, if I judge you, I'll be judged by that same level. So if I'm doing it, I better be right. Y'all stand with me. I won't quit. I've got to quit. I labored too much over Labor Day. Man, if everybody seen what I got built, they would be so impressed. Everybody's heard about it, I guess. I have. You've seen my outhouse? Oh, you've heard all about it. I have got a combination outhouse and shower built. The only problem is the snakes can get into it, other departments. A sun shower. Uh, you're, 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 the, it's enclosed, but it's outside. Well, you, you know, you don't go to the bathroom while you're showering. It's just, you, <laughs> you don't invite someone else. You don't invite someone else to come into the bar. You, you know, you just don't do that. It is a one individual place. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. If you get over there in the woods, and well, anyway, we won't talk about that. But I worked hard on that. I mean, this is a flush toilet. This is not a pit toilet. This is a flush toilet. You've got to take five gallon of water with you to flush it. But you know. <laughs> Oh, it's good to be alive and serving God. Let's raise our hands to the Lord right now together. Father, we thank you for ever blessing your goodness, your mercy. Bless, strengthen us, be with us in every way. We look to you. We love you. We appreciate all you've done. Be with each and every one. Bless them as they travel. Bless their homes, their families, their finances. I ask in Jesus' name, amen, amen.